And when I write that book, I, I knew I'm going to do a process of healing for myself. And it was really, really hard. Are you a mom with a story to tell, but not sure where to start? Publishing a book is kind of overwhelming. Now throw kids and babies into the mix and you got a lot going on, but that doesn't mean you can't build yourself a thriving author life. My name is Jackie and I'm a mom and an indie author and I'm here to show you how, step by step, to get your books written, published, and sold, even if the only time you actually have to write is during your toddler's afternoon nap. It's time to write like a mother with these mums write. Hey mums, are you interested in writing a memoir? Today's guest is all about the healing that can happen through writing. Odelia Elgarat is a mom and a memoirist whose debut work, You Are Allowed, is about her journey coming to terms with the fact that she didn't learn she was adopted until she was 12 years old. In this episode, she shares how emotionally healing the process of writing her memoir was, and as well, what she learned about writing as a process in and of itself along the way. Please welcome Odelia Elgarat. Hello, Odelia. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. I'm really excited to learn about your memoir, You Are Allowed. And what are you excited about right now before we get into that and the journey of writing that book? Wow, I am excited when I speak about my journey because this was an amazing, really, really long journey, but really amazing. So, and it changed my life. So every time I'm sharing about that, I'm excited. So thank you. Absolutely. So I'm really excited that you are sharing your experience writing memoir because I know from talking to the moms in my group that memoir is actually a really hot topic. A lot of women get to a stage in their life and they want to write their memoir. So what prompted you? What's your story? What's the story about? Yeah. So... um... I can give you a little story. So everything actually started when I was 12 years old. And now I'm 47, almost 48. And actually, when I was 12 years old, I grew up in Paris. And um, one day I was in the, um, with my dad in a, a doctor appointment. I was sick a little bit. And that day I discovered I was adopted. And so it was the first time I realized I was adopted and I was 12 years old. And since then, all my life changed. Yeah, it was pretty much, you know, it's the first time I'm not crying when I'm telling, (laughs) talking about that. It's just a new, new me, not crying when we talk about, when I talk about that. And since then, I was like, okay, all my life changed. I was already writing story, actually, from when I was 10 years old, but everything stopped. And I quit everything. And everything was, you know, I want to answer. I want to know uh, why and who and, every, and that's all. That's what's important. 
And since then, I want to, so I get to an, uh, I start an adventure and I start uh, looking for my biologic mom and for myself and for love. And I think just a sense of belonging, actually. <laughs> mm. And it was really hard. But so I put everything in my memoir. Uh, what happened there and believe me I didn't found what I was looking for unfortunately at that point of my life mm. since that moment when you were 12 and you you found out in the doctor's office did was it the doctor did they tell did no, they so, the doctor just asked my dad he was a new doctor and so he said oh I think there are some information missing in your file and so he asked my dad a few questions about me and my dad answered. And then he started asking questions when, when I was baby. And then my dad said, I don't know, we adopted her. <sighs> and so I was so like in shock. I, I, I didn't, I was like, okay, I don't know what, what just happened. And since I was sick with fever, nothing really, really bad, you know, but sick and with fever I was like okay <laughs> uh, maybe I just you know dreaming or something I don't know it was pretty much but after a few months so I didn't talk about that with my parents we just get home some medicine some stuff and we get home and few months later something triggered my you know an emotional reaction something mm -hmm. about adoption in TV so in our home, we didn't talk about adoption, adoption, pregnancy, and all that stuff. And one day, my mom, uh, she put something on TV and get to the kitchen. And she didn't realize I was watching. And they were talking about adoption. Uh, one lady, she put her baby to adoption. And one baby, I don't know what a mix about adoption and baby. And I just get crazy. I start yelling and, and today I'm sorry I did that, you know, but that's what I did. And I just asked my mom, why? Why? Just why? Tell me why. And who are you? And she started crying. And my mom, she was never crying, never, never, ever crying. And she was like, that's all that I remember. But it's my, you know, it's how I see that and how I, yeah. Oh, I feel that so. So that's why I'm talking about it. I'm, I'm actually a lot of my story get out of my book, but I'm talking about that in my speeches. So when I'm doing mm. a speech, I'm putting more pieces on the puzzle. Mm. Yeah. So, wow, that is such a profound experience to have. I can't Im imagine yeah. as a, at that age, especially because Mm -hmm. The world is already confusing and overwhelming. Really, uh, right. So you you sat with that, and then what um, prompted you to start writing your memoir? So I think uh, all my life I was in a place of you know I'm a victim. I'm always always a victim. Always sad, angry, and why? And you know even if I. So I, I'm talking about that in my book. I'm going to find my biologic mom. And after a long, long, long time, I find her. 
actually the process of finding her was really quick with my husband but it took me years to get to the point I can do it mm. actually <laughs> because my parents when I was 18 uh, they just me just, just told me you are allowed to look for her that's why my book is called you are allowed by the way so, uh, uh. so yeah, so they, ha- they tell me you can just go and find her if you want, but you know, all kind of stuff, office and documents and whatever. It never, never, um, I never like I start writing letters, but never, uh, nothing happened with that. And so, um, I think after uh, when I met my husband, I was already 30 in my 30, and then. It, the first time he met me, he said, you know, uh, I told him I am adopted. It's, he shared his life with me about his mom. I share mine. <laughs> and I say I am adopted. Even so, my parents still, every single day, every single day told me, you know, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. It's not something we are talking about. Mm-hmm. And so... I talk with him about that. And the day after, we just met. And the day after, he said, okay, we are going to Paris to find your biologic mom. That's and, what your husband said? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then we get there and we find her. It was really, really quick. And we met, we met her. So I'm talking about that on my book too. And yeah and i think all the time to be like that you know the victim and always to be concentrated on because i'm a really positive and funny person <laughs> i'm really positive and i'm really optimistic and really fun but i was always you know oh i'm adopted oh for me oh my gosh i'm so sad i'm so hungry and why did she do that and why that because even if I find her, it's, you know what, all what I did never, never, never get what I needed. Because what I needed is, is here in me. It's not anywhere. It's just here. The solution is in, my, in me. And so when I realize that, I say, okay, you need to work on yourself. And when I write that book, I, I knew I'm going to do a process of healing for myself. And it was really, really hard. <laughs> but my parents are amazing. <laughs> I, you know, every time I'm sure that, that story and I talk with people, I'm, I say my parents are amazing parents, really. So mm-hmm. I think it's a problem since, you know, when I was born, I was born in 74. So in the 80 and where I grew up in my my life we people it's not the same like today you know today we are talking about everything with our kids and then i know i grew up in another way we didn't talk about anything you know it's really another life so when you put all that together it's really different it's not like today so and parents they were like different with their kids it's not the same so yeah (laughs) But they told me I am adopted. My mom told me, you know, we told you when you were two years old. <laughs> and then I said, but mom, two years old is too young. And then she said, no, but we told her you in four years old. 
uh, I think the problem was all the energy they spent of keeping a secret, you know. They put so much energy to keep that from me and from the world. And don't talk about adoption. Don't talk with that. Don't talk this. Don't like don't see the tv no picture of pregnant like really really like something neutral but i don't know anyway mm-hmm. so yeah so i decided to write that to put all of that and to do my process with all what happened when i get there it's the first time when i run away and i i think i run away because my parent my mom my mom, she wasn't ready to accept my feeling and my reaction. Uh, she was waiting. She was like, you know what? Everything okay? We are good parents, and that's mm-hmm. all. It's okay. And I'm like, no, I am sad and I am angry, and my emotions are valid, and I need someone to understand that, you know, because, like you said, the teenager is really hard and confusing and and no one was ready to just sit there with me in the dark and say we are here it's okay just process your feeling so it was already no we are good everything okay and I'm like okay so I run away and I was confused like a teenager but more confused like a adopted teenager (laughs) yeah so it sounds like um you know when you your journey um was to find your birth mother and you did that but you mentioned that um that you still weren't you didn't find what you were looking for because what you were looking for was actually that processing and, and that healing inside so can you tell us how writing the book actually got you there? I think the first really important was that I had to slow down and just think about it and put it outside of me. So not just sit and think about it and cry, but put it on, you know, on paper or on computer, whatever. And the process of thinking about that and crying and allowing myself i am allowed (laughs) you know the title now is super different meaning for me you are allowed to sit down and to cry because you did that or you did this and and you today you have just to forgive so you're writing that on paper processing that and something sometimes it's really hard and sometimes it can be super fun actually you know and I just put everything out. And then I say, okay, I want to make a, to do a book with that. And so, but it's a different process to, to after that, to work on that, to do a book. But the first thing was just to put everything out of myself. Mm. And, mm. and it invites me, the writing invites me to forgive, forgive. But I didn't understand. First, I was sure when I started, I was sure I need to forgive my mom my biologic mom, my adoptive mom. I need to forgive every, everyone. And after, after a few years of writing, I said, no, you need to forgive yourself. And 
And that's what I'm talking about every time. I'm saying forgive yourself first because everything is in you already. You have other answer in yourself. You just need to process and to forgive and to love yourself and to respect yourself. So, yeah, so I put everything on my book and you can see the character in me. We have like a really great evolution in the book. It's really in the beginning and in the end is not the same mm. uh, character. And me too. Like it took me a lot of years to write that. I think five years, maybe with the translation to Hebrew, because I wrote that in I wrote that in Hebrew and then translate to English. So with the translation to English, it took me six years. Um, yeah, but wow. yeah, but I think I found everything I was looking for in that book. All what I was looking for when I was twelve years old, or maybe. 13 or 14, I don't remember exactly what, when I run away, but all what I was looking for and running away outside to get there, everything I found in my book, in my writing my book, I found everything I needed. Um, all the sense of belonging, the love, the ex everything. Mm -hmm. and it, yeah, yeah. And it helped me, you know, for my daughter and for my kids. It changed my life, really. So. Oh, and and when you mentioned running away, did you you left home for a period of time, or yeah. did you just yeah yeah I left school and I left home yeah yeah and and it's crazy because I had I was writing my book and it was I I was doing you know processing stuff and doing a closure with a lot of stuff I did <laughs> and it's good to close to close and to let go but if mm. it's not close you cannot let go mm. and at the same time I have a lot of problem with my daughter she was the same age I was writing <laughs> about and so I think the writing I was like oh my gosh what's happening here my daughter she's yelling on me and she says really bad stuff and then I'm writing about myself yelling on my mom and I'm like oh my god <laughs> what's going on here you know what I stopped and I just say mm. it's not about me mm. she's going through something mm. and I need to let her go like you know process you are afraid I understand I'm here with you I'm taking your hand I'm here with you you can be afraid it's okay and she was, in the beginning, it didn't work like that. In the beginning, I was yelling with her, right? I was like, but I think I just thought about myself when I was yelling on my mom. And I was like, I was afraid. I was lonely. I was scared, you know, all that. And I was like, my daughter, she's afraid. She needs my help. She doesn't need my judgment. Mm -hmm. So take your ego and put it away and just... And then what I did, I was like, you know what? I'm here. It's okay, you are afraid. And I think I just cut the, I break the cycle, you mm. know. I'm not wow. going, I, 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 I'm not going to do what my mom did. She's an amazing mom, but I don't want to be 
like that. I want my kids to feel what they need to feel. Mm. And I think, I think it's, it's amazing to let them just feel what they need to feel. And we need to remember, you know, I think all the parents need to remember uh, they were there not long time ago. You know, you were a teenager <laughs> not long time ago. And I'm sure even if you didn't run away like I did, I'm sure you all, we all get through that period of time where we are between childhood and teenager and we are accepted from our parents so much. And in the other end, we are not accepted to nothing. It's, you know, it's like we are not sure what to do, what not to do. And so, yeah. Wow. I mean, I can see that the book has such a been such a powerful experience for you. Yeah. And you mentioned it sounds like the first part of that journey was just like getting everything out that yeah. you've been holding on to and hadn't yeah. been expressing and, and processing that. Right. And, and that sounds like hugely just like empowering. And then the second part you, you said, then you decided, oh, I want to make this into a book. So like, how was that turning, you know, what was your, your, your process into, uh, you know, a, a memoir, which, you know, has its own conventions and. Yeah. First, first of all, I can say, uh, first of all, I had my husband and my kids, mostly my husband uh, help because I don't think I can do that. I, I was not ready to do that alone. You need someone really, really, really strong to keep you mm. really, you know, and and I can tell you, I had, uh, I touched, I was really, really deep and I touched the ground and I was really, really in a bad, bad situation. I was, and I think if you are doing something like that, you need to have someone strong with you or even a therapist. I didn't have a therapist, but for mm. sure you need someone with you, like to, mm. to take care of you and to see, okay, you're good, you're not good, you know, because I was really in the ground, but it was just, it was important to me to just explain that you need someone to be with you in the process. Don't do that like deep, like I did, really deep, deep, deep insight. You need someone to help you. Uh, I have a really good uh, editor in Israel because I'm writing my book in Hebrew and then translating. So mm -hmm. I have uh, a really good editor. is also a really uh, good author in Israel. And mm. so my process of writing is very really different because I just send him my my manuscript and he just asking me questions, you know, why did you do that? Why did you put that here? What do you think about that? Really, really slowly, we thought about everything. And I told him I want to, I want to make a book like. And so he explained me how to structure a book and how to... He started to teach me everything about writing a book, and but we did that really slowly. So I am an expert on writing books now. <laughs> it's kind of uh, nice, but yeah, but you need someone professional for sure. But it was important to me not to work with someone that, you know, just will take the book, do the book and get back the book. No, thank you. I need the process. I need the time. And I'm not writing books in 10 days. No, I'm not. So um, it just asked me what, why, and what, and we are uh, just by email, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I'm paying him every time he's reading the book. <laughs> um, and after I finish with that process, I give him and I say, okay, do your job. You know, I don't know in English, how do you call that, but do your job, you know. And so he did what he has to do. And, uh, and after that, he go to someone else and, you know, all the process for writing a book. But right. I don't think... I don't think someone just starting a memoir should think about that. I remember mm. myself when I start, I was like, how oh, do you do this? How do you do that? I do the... And he said, no, 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 no. We don't think about that. Think outside everything. And after that, we will see, you know, mm. because writing is not something it's weird because I was always thinking writing is super static, you know, it's not more static right yeah it's not moving and it's just you put a sentence and it's done and it told me no it teach me the writing is like the what how do you say that in the, oh, in the waves yeah waves? yeah yeah because every sentence move another sentence and impact another sentence so you are not just writing okay mm. and so every single word impacts your book. And so it's amazing because I learned so much about writing and writing is so different what people think actually. And so, yeah, it's amazing. And I'm teaching that on Sunday. I'm so excited. Oh my goodness. Oh, that is exciting. What, what else? Like, what did you learn through the process? So you mentioned that it changed your perspective and that, you know, I also like for, for people that are considering memoirs that you're saying, like, just focus on the work. Cause I know mm-hmm. with all, it's easy to get overwhelmed, but I think I'm thinking probably because of like the depth of emotion that can be connected to a yeah. memoir, right. Yeah. Compared to like a romance, a rom-com that, you know, maybe it, that's a good insight is to not get overwhelmed with like, thinking about the whole process because your work is so emotional and taxing and, and intense more so than, than a fiction author might be for mine. Mine's comedy. So, um, Oh, good. I'm so jealous right now. I want to be in the other side of that, you know, to do something <laughs> fun. You know what? My name is Odelia, but my character name is Esther. I changed my character name. So people say, so it's not a memoir, but yes, it is a memoir, but it's Esther. So I separate. So the first draft of my mm-hmm. book was with my name and in the first person. And mm-hmm. after a while, I start all over and I did Esther. And me and Esther, we start, we start together that process and that journey. And I can tell you in one after after a few years she gets away from me and I get away from her and we re I think at the end of the book we came back together but really different people. So she get through her process and I get through mine. So first of all, you can write a memoir and put another name and do a mm. third person. Okay. Mm. Because if no actually I did get insane insane of that. So <laughs> But I think it's amazing because now I'm just enjoying life and I have a lot of love and compassion for my fam- for my mom, my biologic mom and my adoptive mom, you mm-hmm. know. 
I'm like, you're amazing. Thank you for just, you know, uh, put me uh, in adoption because, yeah. And for my parent, I'm like, thank you for adopting me. You are super brave. So, yeah. So it was uh, amazing. Yeah. So, so one insight you gained from that is if the emotional content maybe is like really heavy to consider writing in the third person and even naming mm -hmm. your character and that helped you get through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really helpful to, you need to separate a little bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, just a little bit. So you mentioned a little bit then about um, how it's impacted your life. You feel like it's improved your relationships and some of yeah. the, like what you learned about writing in the process and, and how important mm -hmm. it is to have someone with you to help you process that emotions, a therapist yeah. or a, or a husband or someone, because someone. it can take yeah. you to dark places. Mm -hmm. And that for you, that shifting was also important when you moved from like the emotional, just like pouring out to that like book creation to have a little bit of like distance when you're when you're creating the book to give yourself a little bit of distance because now you're also uh, you know the 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 artist and like the technical person and so i could see how that would be important and then um for you you also had an editor who was working with you throughout the process to nudge you in the right direction not tell you what to do but um go at your pace and 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 just help you like illuminate like what the next step is or what needs to be considered in this section mm -hmm. is there anything else that people who are like oh i really feel like i need to do this thing i think everyone should but especially women we have all like a special strong beautiful story really mm -hmm. i'm sure even if the subject is not like, you know, so like, like mine, it can be anything, actually, because if it's your story, it's already perfect and beautiful. Yeah. So start writing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And I believe that too, 100%. We all have beautiful stories to share. What would be one piece of advice that you would give to yourself? the Odile that first decided that, okay, I need to start processing this in some way and just get this out. I think, yeah, just go back and say, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. You, you just need to put that and leave that away to do, you know, you process and to close that, but it's, it's going to be okay, you know. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that you're working on um, another memoir. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So my second memoir is not it, not hard like the first one because it's not the first one. <laughs> but it's still really hard because I'm writing about my ex-husband, about abusive uh, relationship. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, all the, how do you say that? Uh, um, abusive relationship, yeah? Yeah. Um, with my ex-husband. So, mm, wow. Yeah. So it was really, really hard. And and I'm trying to <laughs> finish. <laughs> this time it's going really faster because I, I know already how to write a book. It's helping a little bit. <laughs> but I'm still learning. We always learn with writing. And... Mm. It's hard, but 
I'm already in the third draft and I need to finish before end of the month. <laughs> so um, for me, it's more technical. And so we have technical and we have also emotional. I need to balance all the time. And um, that sounds like a, yeah, another really important project that you're working on. So thank you so much for sharing it. So where can people, like, where can they catch up with you or the book? Where's the best way if they want to learn more about your book and your story? Uh, my book is on Amazon. And uh, for now, that's the only way we can get my book. I hope when I'm done with my children's book and my second memoir, I will start doing what maybe a website or something. But for now, it's on Amazon. And all around Colorado in libraries. <laughs> so if you are from Colorado, we have uh, my book is in the libraries all around. And that's all for now. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoy it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Here are the top takeaways. Number one, when it comes to healing from trauma, you need to forgive yourself before you can forgive others. Number two, sitting with your emotions and experience them is one of the powerful parts of writing and why it can be such a healing process. Number three, and if you are writing about a traumatic experience, don't do it alone. Get support from a healthcare professional. Number four, and I really love this analogy of thinking about writing sentences as waves, because rather than static things, each sentence that you create moves and influences those sentences around it. And number five, when you are writing memoir, one way to get a little distance from it so that you can separate yourself from the work as part of your emotional life to a piece of art that other people are going to consume is to write in the third person or use another name. And on the topic of getting help, Odelia mentions how important her editor was and so I would just like to give a shout out to another support you can access called the Thriving Authors Academy which is run by Dallas Woodburn who is an author and book coach and mama and she offers a six-month mentorship program which will be starting on April 8th and just a heads up next week's episode will be our finale for the season so make sure that you are subscribed to these moms rights so that you will be notified when season two launches thanks so much for listening and thanks so much for listening i'll talk to you next week in the meantime happy writing